welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, and I am absolutely thrilled to have a special, special guest on today, Ben Newman. Ben Newman is a new friend that we started talking. Ben Newman is the founder of the Financial Advisor Academy. For those of you that don't follow Ben, at Continued Fight on Instagram, Ben is a renowned speaker, performance coach, author, again, and the founder of the Financial Advisor Academy. The reason why I'm so honored to have him is Ben is the mental conditioning coach for the 17-time national champion Crimson Tide football team and Coach Nick Saban. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing great, Frank. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll tell you what, it definitely is a friend because I know we have been connected, but now we've been able to spend a great deal of time together. And it's great getting to know you and how committed you are to people in the financial advice. And uh, a friend of Andy Frisella's is a fast friend of mine. Awesome. It's funny because I have been following you for a long time and it was through Andy Frisella. And for those of you that don't know and don't remember, I'm part of a group called Arte Syndicate, which Andy Frisella is a founder of. And we had our last quarterly conference, which was a Zoom this time. And when you showed up, Ben, I was like, oh my God, here's that guy, Ben. I follow all his stuff. (laughs) It's awesome. And he's on this call. So it was really fascinating because for me, everything I do sort of in business and personal life, as I said, I always equate it to either football or boxing. One of those two things, because you can take from those things all sorts of life lessons. So we connected. And then when I saw that you're this motivational speaker and coach to financial advisors, <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. This was sort of meant to be. And so I really thought when I listened to the conversation and really what I wanted you to talk to my audience about today is sort of this high performance coaching. And what does that have to do with financial services? High performance coaching is just for athletes. And there's, in my opinion, having been in financial services for 25 years, I think there's this huge gap in what I see within the financial services space. And part of that gap is advisors stalling out, advisors not being able to take their practices to a whole nother level, like getting to think, I'll talk to an advisor and I'll say, well, what do you want to do? Where do you want to grow your business? And they might be doing two or three million bucks. And they'll say, well, if we can go from three to five, that would be awesome. And I'm like, really? Why not like three to 10? Like that doesn't seem three to five, what, in the next three years maybe. And so I think there's this mindset, this lack of this high performance athletic approach to financial services. And what I wanted to really get into today and touch on some of that, but also this profound statement that you made, and my team is sort of tired of me saying it at this point, and it's been maybe three weeks or so since we were on that RT syndicate call. And hopefully on this call, you talk a little bit about what you mean by the burn. Some people might call that a why, but you're referring to it as a burn. But more importantly, I've always been someone that was driven by results. I was mentored by people that said results matter and all that stuff. And you made a comment and talked about something that you talk about measuring effort over results. And I think that was something that you got from Nick Saban or vice versa. doesn't matter who takes the credit, but it was 
really profound. And over the last couple of weeks has really changed my approach to how I do things. And so maybe just right off the bat, if you just want to talk a little bit about that, and then I can get into three or four questions that I think might be really relevant for my listeners to hear. I think that sounds like a great track to run on. And the first thing I would mention is I didn't steal it from Saban. Saban didn't steal it from me. But I will tell you that was probably the one piece where when we met in his office, that first visit that I had to the Alabama football team, it was that conversation when I think he knew this guy's going to fit with our program because we had that similar mindset. And what I want to share with you, I want everybody to realize it's not that I don't think about results. It's not that I don't have goals. It's not that I don't want to achieve big things. But once you've established that goal, I'm a huge believer that we can have the opportunity to reverse engineer and to identify the daily behaviors that cause you to achieve those goals. And that's where the effort comes into play. And I do want to share, because I think it is important, and this is not to impress anybody, it's to impress upon the point and to let you know I'm not one of those guys who went into coaching because I couldn't make it in the business. I was full-time as an advisor. I was an advisor for a little over eight years, then I had a transition period for two. But I did over $3.1 million of life insurance premium in those eight years. And then I was part of a team where we had about $250 million of assets under management. When I exited, that team now has over a billion dollars of assets under management. So I understand the business at a very high level. And one of the things that I knew about the business, and I came into the industry in 2004, and now we do one-on-one coaching work with some of the top advisors in the world. I've spoken in nine different countries for the financial services industry. So I understand what you go through every single day. That's why I share that. And one of the things that I commonly see, you talk about high performance for advisors, and you already tapped into it. I'm at two to three million of gross dealer commissions. I've got all these assets under management. I brought in this much. I did that. When we measure ourselves on results, we stall the opportunity to become who we were destined to be because we get seduced by success. And the highest performers, they're not seduced by success. So all I'm encouraging you to do, I'm not saying don't take vacations, don't take time off. Enjoy the freedoms of this business because this business will bring you some tremendous freedoms. But if today's a work day, then let today be a work day. Don't allow the fact that you brought in a $10 million account yesterday to say, I'm good. I'm not going to dial the phone for a week. I'm going to show up to my office. I'm going to sit there and act like I'm busy. And I'm going to talk about the Michael Jordan documentary, but I'm not going to do anything. And I actually joke and I say the Michael Jordan documentary for a very specific reason. Why? Because Michael Jordan believed in exactly what I'm saying. Was he seduced by success? Absolutely not. Michael Jordan had a burning desire and obsession to be the best that he could be in pursuing what it actually means to be your best. And for all of you that are watching or listening, I want to be direct because I care that much. And this is coming from a guy. I'm going to give you a little bit of my heart. I'm an emotional dude. I lost my mother 11 days before my eighth birthday. Life insurance put me through college. So I understand your planning from its deepest core because I've lived it, I've done it, I've been punched in the mouth and had to get up off that mat of life, and now I coach some of the top advisors. So when I share this with you, I'm being direct because I care that much. I want you to ask yourself, if you're one of those individuals, I'm here in the business, I'm here in the business, I'm growing here, I'm bringing in a million of revenue, five million of revenue, six million of revenue. I want you to ask yourself this question right now for me. I want this to feel like one-on-one coaching, Frank and I working with you. How have you been showing up over the last 30 days in your business? It's like if you were to say, like when I'm on fire in my business, this is the daily discipline. All I have to do, I've been in the business for 20 years. If I contact 
five clients intentionally and strategically every single day and I'd be where my feet are and give them my energy, great things happen. Well, if you have to do that five times per day, how often have you actually been doing it? Have you been doing it once? Have you been doing it twice? Have you been skipping a bunch of days because things are going so great? Because if that's what you're doing, you're missing the opportunity to experience what Michael Jordan experienced. You're missing the opportunity to experience life the way that Nick Saban experiences it. You're missing the opportunity to experience it the way that some of the top advisors that I work with in the world experience it. We can't be seduced by success. You can be, but why live that way? It's your opportunity to say, here's what it means for me to be my best every day. I'm going to attack it relentlessly every single day, and I'm going to fight to protect the little guys just like me. I'm the little guy you protect. And a lot of us, we get so caught up in these results. It's great. We're bringing in this money. You forget your financial plan is protecting this guy who 11 days before his eighth birthday lost his mom. My mother was a single mom, divorced from my parents for six months old, never knew my parents together. You, know, you talk about a fight of life. I've been having it thrown at me my whole life, Frank. And we're all fighters. And all I'm encouraging you to do, and I know I come with intense energy and passion, I'm just encouraging you, don't allow your results to dictate how you show up. Don't allow your feelings to dictate how you show up, good or bad, big paychecks or small paychecks, negative underwriting updates or good underwriting updates. Just show up every single day, understand your standard, dominate that standard, and be the best that you can be every single day. And we've all been to that Michael Jordan mindset. Some of us, we live in it, and some of us, we've been there occasionally. Some of us, we're there often. Live in that Michael Jordan mindset, and you won't believe what happens in your business. That is so true. Ed Milet, who was also one of the co-founders of the Arte Syndicate, talks about, is your success for sale? And everybody sort of gets to a certain level and they go, yeah, this is good. I'm good. But they forget to like what you're talking about with your burn. They all got into financial services for a reason. And a lot of it was to help people. And this burn that you talk about, if you're taking time off and you're pulling back and you're not working, you're not talking to five people a day with specific plan of attack, then you're not helping people. You're taking a day off from helping people. And I think that sometimes advisors, they just forget about that. And I work with a lot of great advisors. They're phenomenal people. They're brilliant at what they do. And part of me gets a little frustrated because I'm like, oh my God, you're so good at what you do. And you take care of your clients. If you just put a little bit more effort in, you could take care of a few more clients that might need your help. And Frank, here's the beauty of this. You said just a little bit of effort. What was the example I gave for an advisor 20 years in the business? Five intentional touches per day. Five. You're not asking them to like call 25 new people. <laughs> I'm not saying, hey, remember when you started in the business and pound that phone to your fingers bleed 100 times a day. No, I'm saying, I'm going to meet you where you are and just encourage you with that amazing mind and the amazing skill to build the business that you have to just show up just a little bit more. Because that little bit more is what's going to cause you to get to the next level. And here's the reality, Frank. If you're operating that way to say, I'll work sometimes and not work others when we're really being truthful with ourselves, that's a short-term strategy. You're not even looking long-term. And I would encourage you to say, what excites you most about the business? What I hear from advisors, they say, this is amazing. A lot of guys I started with, the company I represented was more just insurance and then they got into the broker-dealer side. And so a lot of times you talk to these guys just insurance-based, they don't understand the multiplier of selling your business. You get into the assets under management business, you could sell your book at two times, three times, three and a half times. Why the hell would you not show up and dial five times per day 
if every single one of those dials might be worth a multiple of a million, two million, three million, five million dollars when you sell your book. So even if you want to give me that financial answer, I don't play that way. But if you want to stop looking short term and realize every time you pick up that phone and you bring in assets under management, it's a multiplier in what you're going to be able to sell that business for. And you're selling yourself short. That's powerful. So one of the things that I think that you have a consistent theme of and sort of your driving message and focus is on sort of that one goal of maximizing your personal and professional success. And so my first question sort of that I'll talk to you about is this, we're talking about just a little bit more, we're talking about Jordan and really true high performers. So in your space, both I guess that will be considered in the sports arena and the professional arena because you do a lot of coaching for professionals. What do you think the common themes are? Just a couple of common themes of high performers. There's usually common themes across the board. Can you just touch a little bit on some of that? I'm going to take myself out of the equation and I'm going to give you somebody in the world of sports and I'm going to give you somebody in the world of financial services. And the first thing that I commonly see with all high performers, I'm going to give you two of the best that I've ever been around and spent time with. Number one is they connect to their burn. And the burn is this white hot reason why you do what you do. It's that underlying fire. And there's so many coaches, they talk about the why, they talk about purpose. I'm a big believer in that. But if you're not connecting to the burn that ignites that why and that purpose on fire every single day, you're probably falling short of the necessary action to drive your highest levels of performance. So example number one is Marshall Falk. So Marshall Falk, I live in St. Louis. So I've known Marshall, spent time with him in the past, and he was also a speaker at the same virtual stage that we got to stand on for the RTA Syndicate. He was awesome. And what did he talk about? He was amazing, and he talked about being in the final rooms. There's about 350 guys that ever walked the face of the earth that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then he talked about the room inside the room inside the room because Ed made him. He's a humble guy, but Ed made him talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. And he gets to the final room, and he goes, this final room has about 10 people in it. Because the list of accolades is that long that there's only 10 of the 350 that have ever achieved as much as Marshall Falk did. So you're talking about one of the highest performers to ever walk the face of the earth to play football. And what did he say? He said, now let me share with you how I got there. He said, every day I wake up and there's just this thing inside of me. He goes, I don't even know what to call it. And it's just, it's like inside of me and it causes me to, and I'm like yelling at the screen, that's the burn, Marshall, that's the burn. But that's what he was articulating. And then he went on to say, once I connected to that, I knew I was not going to waste a day. I was going to compete against you. I was going to outwork you. You couldn't stop me. And, and I, that was his mindset. Same mindset of a guy named Claudio Gambin, one of the top financial advisors in the world. He's in his early 30s. He hasn't even been in the insurance business 10 years. He has over $10 million plus in life insurance sales huge producer. He'll probably bring in $40, $50 million of assets under management this year. What drives him? And this is a young kid. I've been coaching him for six years one-on-one. When we started coaching, he was doing $800,000 of premium a year. This year, he's going to do $3 million. And what drives him? It's not the results. What drives him is that he's first generation from Brazil. His parents had great jobs in Brazil. They came to the United States with nothing And this kid, every single day, wakes up and goes, if my parents came from Brazil and they were immigrants, and I'm first generation here in the United States, I will not waste a day. I will not waste an opportunity. Every day, I'm going to connect to the opportunity. That's his burn, and I'm going to go make the most of it. And I'll never forget, it was his breakthrough year 
when he got the $2 million of production and finished number one in his entire region. So he got thousands of people. He's given this speech. He's got his parents in the crowd. I remember leading up to that talk that he gave when he finished at that level, I remember asking him, I said, Claudio, what makes you great? And he said, it's an easy answer. He said, it doesn't matter what I sold yesterday. It doesn't matter what I think I think I'm going to sell tomorrow. If I don't show up and do what I said I was going to do today, the amount of guilt that I live with is too much for me to handle. I'd rather just do the work. Frank, Marshall Falk and Claudio saying the exact same thing. They connected their burn and they absolutely attack the process and they live and dominate their standard every day. And so for everybody watching, I go back to when I challenged you, how are you showing up? Do you connect to your burn? Are you consistently connecting to that drive? And how have you been showing up? And if you're falling short, this is one of my favorite things that I always share with high performers. Because a lot of times when I start working with a high performer, they're already making a million dollars a year. I mean, we have a whole team of coaches. There's about eight of us. But when I work with somebody, and it's just a blessing of how hard all your advisors that you work with work and how hard I've worked. I work with top tier individuals. They're already making over a million bucks. So a lot of times I say, how often do you connect to their burn? I don't connect to my burn. How often do you track your effort every day? I don't track my daily disciplines and effort. I said, I got great news for you. I said, you're making millions of dollars a year. You haven't even tapped into what's possible for you yet. <laughs> they don't even know it. They they're working know. hard, but they're successful because they work hard, but they're not like really successful. Correct. I always ask advisors, what do they want to be when they grow up? I don't care what kind of revenue they're doing, 5 million, 6 million, 7 million, all like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? When you really want to turn it on, what does that look like to you? And they're like, wow, I, I never really thought about it that way. I'm like, well, let's go, man. Let's, you're good at what you do. You just got to start changing a couple of things and keep promises to yourself. Here's one thing very tactical that I want to mention because I do. There's some advisors, I'm actually thinking of a team that I partner with right now. They manage a little over 400 million, three advisors, one of which is a dad. The son is part of this strategic partnership and then one of his friends. And so tremendous amount of experience, 400 million. And I encourage him to do what I call ladder down prospecting. And this is for some of you. I've done this long enough to know some of you are listening like, Frank, are you kidding me? You get this guy on here. This dude's got too much energy. The burn and discipline's like enough with this. Like, why is this guy going on like this? That's fine. I'll meet you where you are. At least use that unbelievably strategic, intelligent mind that's caused you to get to where you are to teach somebody else. And then strategically build the next level of your success so you can go onto a beach, go be in the mountains, overlook a ski resort, and literally have somebody else carrying on your legacy without having to completely remove yourself from the business, or while you're still going at it, to increase the value of your business, to have your buyer already trained. You don't have to go hire a brokerage firm. Your buyer is already trained. So it gives you the option to negotiate different ways for you to exit the business, to stay in the business, to receive a salary from the business, to keep your income high. But I call it ladder down prospect. So let's say you're an advisor, you've been in the business for 35 years, and you have all these individuals, you're working with the parents. You've never met the kids, never thought about the kids, you got all the parents' money. Well, wouldn't it make strategic sense, this is why I call it ladder down prospect, to partner with a younger advisor, and then here's the opportunity. You contact the client and say, when the timing is right, I would love the opportunity for your daughter, let's say they have four children, who's going to be the fiduciary, the most successful of the four kids. So your daughter's a business owner. So now you say, I would love the opportunity to meet your daughter. So if she ever has any thoughts, any questions about any of the plan done, she knows who she's calling when she picks up the phone. God forbid something happens to both of you. She has a relationship. Well, what then happens? 
She comes in, you sit down for coffee. They didn't realize it was a prospecting strategy. They didn't realize it was a transition of your business strategy. And all of a sudden, you now have a relationship with her. And when the parents pass away, those assets don't exit your business. Those assets stay in your business. The life insurance assets stay in the business. It's actually a blanket of insurance that you placed on your business to maintain the value of your business and the true commitment to the client, which is to take care of the legacy of their planning. I see that as a huge area where advisors have a hard time replicating themselves. I call that replicating yourself. Because at some point, you're not gonna be able to work as hard. And so what's that next generation? And so that laddering and replicating is phenomenal. And it's at that point in time, you have to check your ego. Because you have to be honest with yourself and say, if I only see myself working this long, okay, as much as I think I might be better than the next person, I got to train somebody else because it's the long-term commitment to the client. This isn't about me. It's about the generational wealth of this client. And why wouldn't I pass that on to somebody else? The last thing anybody would want is to literally build a business and then Five, 10 years later, the baseboards are gone. It's been stripped all the way down and there's nothing left. And the impact that you had is gone. It's a huge, huge problem. So if we talk about, I'll sort of like combine two questions in the interest of time and we talk about sort of mental toughness and training and for athletes. And what do you think are, other than the burn, and maybe you sort of answered this question, but what are the aspects of high performance within the financial advisor space that you think advisors overlook in addition to the burn? What are the things that are so obvious that advisors just tend to overlook? Because sometimes the simplest things done enough times can bring a lot of success. So do you see anything there that is a common theme? Yeah, I would say the first thing is the seduction of success. The highest performers, they're not seduced by success. We already covered that. The second thing is the highest performers, they actually have a design and a flow to every day. They understand what it means to win the day. So I like to say attack the process. I like to say win the day. And so there's a flow to their life. There's a flow to their business. A lot of coaches and speakers that do what I do, they say, oh, there's no such thing as balance. Just work really hard and take time off. Well, Frank, I know that you work your butt off. I know how committed and passionate you are about your business. But I also see you on Instagram pounding the hell out of that bag in your basement. (laughs) So whether you admit it or not, you believe in balance too. You believe in eating right. You believe in taking care of yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't have that head of hair look the way that you do at your age after all these years of the business. So these are these things where you've decided to consciously say, personally, there's things I'm going to focus on. Professionally, there's things I'm going to focus on. And then there are things that are of service, me giving some of myself. John Wooden, legendary basketball coach, one of the greatest thought leaders of all time, he told us that you can't have a great day until you've done something for somebody else with no expectation of anything in return. So I believe we could be of service every day. We could absolutely dominate our business focus every day, and we can dominate our personal objectives every day. And I call that a prize fighter day. So I think the highest performers, they're not seduced by success. And one day at a time, they focus on having whatever balance looks like to you personally, professionally, and in your service to others, absolutely dominating and getting up off that mat of life one more time than you've been knocked down because that's what mental toughness is all about. You got to keep that going. It's funny. I talked about that this morning on our call. We've had a couple people with some really good success with some of their clients and a couple of them, they were asking, what's the separator between some of the people on my team? And one of them was that a true belief in what we do and how we do it for our clients and the service that we provide our clients. Even when the COVID thing came, and people weren't moving. They didn't want to talk about moving. It was The market was collapsing and there were stay-at-home orders. And so we shifted gears and we went to a service forward model. And that was, hey, look, we're still going to make calls. We're going to still talk to our clients. The difference is 
we're going to ask them what we can do to help them. We're going to ask them, what kind of information can we provide to you that might be useful for you to provide to your clients? Maybe you're not getting from the firm that you're at. We have hundreds of firms that we work with that have all those resources. So let us be your focal point for resources. I've been in the business 25 years. Call me if you're struggling with an idea or your manager is off the reservation and you don't know. <laughs> that never happens. Oh, I know. Especially <laughs> when everyone's working from home. And so I just said to my team, hey, look, we're going to shift gears and we're going to become a service first team, service first company. And we're going to provide our advisors as much information as we can to make their lives a little bit easier so they can help their clients. So the last thing, and you sort of touched on this and it's sort of, maybe I'm understanding it now, but you talk about this unrequired mindset. I think that's a fascinating, whenever I see words like that, I always visualize, what does that mean? What does that look like, unrequired? Can you touch a little bit on what that unrequired mindset is all about? Yeah, so the unrequired can show up personally or professionally. I'm actually gonna give you a story of what you just talked about that specifically illustrates the unrequired. So the unrequired mindset for the world of sports and business, the unrequired is doing the things that other people are unwilling to do they cannot see, they won't even talk about that we as high performers choose to make a priority. And we coach to this with all of our clients. Essentially, it's encouraging you to do the extra. Champions are going to do more than the individuals who just kind of do what it takes to get by. And I'm not saying somebody at a million or two million is just doing what it takes to get by, but I think you might have more. You might not be tapping into that unrequired. And what you just alluded to I believe the same for me as it is for you. Back in 2008, the way that I made it through that horrendous financial disaster was actually my breakthrough year as a financial advisor. I mean, it was my first year where I really broke through to the top 2% for a Fortune 100 financial firm with 10,000 advisors. That was the breakthrough year. And I led with education and empathy, which is what you just said. I reached out to people and said, what thoughts, what questions, what fears, what doubts, like what's going on? What questions can I answer? And I currently believe that right now, every one of those phone calls that you make with that intention, that is the unrequired right now. Because most people are unwilling to do that. They're either looking at the phone, gosh, I hope it doesn't ring, or they're just kind of making the calls that they have to make. But they're not doing the unrequired, which is to actually reach out and do your job. And as silly as that sounds, like this is when you really earn your paycheck. And I'll tell you this right now, every time you pick up the phone is worth two hundred and fifty to $500,000 of assets under management. And some of you might be saying, what the hell is this guy talking about? Here's why I say that. Even if the client doesn't give you that money on that first call, it may come in the future. But here's really where I believe it comes from. If you honor your commitment, which right now that is the unrequired because a lot of advisors aren't doing it. And if you're not doing it, this would be your unrequired once a day, twice a day, three times a day. Lead with education and empathy. You pick up the phone and I call Frank. What thoughts, what fears do you have? Frank says, oh, I've been thinking about this, this, that. And then we have a conversation about just sticking to the course of the plan. Time horizon for your money is another 15 years. We may see another dip in the market after this one. Heck, we've seen six over the last 100 years. So based upon historical data, we're probably going to hit another one after this one. But even in 15 years, you're still going to be okay. You give them peace of mind. That individual is then talking to their friend, Sarah, later in the oh week. Oh my God, so and true. And Sarah goes, Frank, I got a totally off the wall question. I know we're talking about us finally getting together with the families for a barbecue, but like, have you heard from your financial advisor? And all of a sudden you say, yeah, my finance just called me earlier this week and answered a bunch of questions. Unbelievable. Would you believe that I have $4 million invested with my financial advisor and that son of a bitch hadn't picked up the phone to call me? Hey, will you give me your financial advisor's number? And that story is a real story. 
and it wasn't Sarah, I'm not going to disclose the person's name. There's a major company that I work with and the CEO of this company, $4 million investment account. And the guy didn't pick up the phone. And after six weeks, he goes, you know what? That's enough. If my $4 million doesn't mean anything to you, all the partnerships that I have with other financial advisors, it's gone. And he transferred a $4 million account. So you got to pick up the phone. It's not only taking care of those clients, it's the referrals that you're going to get without asking because you do what you say you're going to do. And in this financial climate, that is the unrequired. 100%. I have dozens of stories. I actually just did a podcast two weeks ago with an advisor, a client of ours that we moved, and he was doing all those different things. And they're going to have a banner quarter. Like they're going to have a banner quarter of net new assets coming in because they're doing all this communication. They're using Zoom. They're getting clients on the phone. He said, our first Zoom call had like 20 people on it. We thought that we'd have like maybe 10 at 20. He's now we're doing these calls. We have like 50, 60 clients on these calls. It's phenomenal. And because a lot of the assets are coming from referrals. There you go. So last thing, I wanted to just touch on this because I've been spending some time on this learning and listening. And part of this is you're the founder of the Financial Advisor Academy, which is something that's very unique. There's nothing else in the business like that. Can you maybe take a few minutes and tell me a little bit about, tell my listeners about what the Financial Advisor Academy is and how can it benefit them and how do they get access to it? First off, I appreciate you taking the time, especially with your history and experience in the industry. That type of compliment coming from you is a big deal for me. And I look back over the last 16 years, and once again, my commitment of having lived it, having done it, and now having coaching to it. And our team got together and said, we really need an academy that taps into the one piece that we consistently hear from an independent advisor or from a big boutique firm that we hear from them that they're not talking about. And it's the mental toughness piece. They're not addressing it. And one of the first rules of sports psychology is for an athlete to perform at their highest level. They can't solely rely on their natural talents and abilities. They have to understand the mental toughness side of what it takes to achieve peak performance. It's the same in this business. It's actually where I learned it in this business. I was coaching in this business before I went into the world of sports and didn't start working with professional athletes till 2013. And so if you think about that, all I've ever known is this example first of how mental toughness applies in this business. So we built an academy that has over seven hours of video content, two and a half hours between the six principles of the mental training playbook, which have been put to the test by some of the highest advisors in the world. I share with you the 25 advisors bring in 20 million of premium, over a billion dollars of assets under management, Super Bowl champions, NCAA champions. I didn't just think of these last week and said, Frank, interview me so I could tell people all about these tools I think might work. <laughs> like I know they work. And so the, the Academy's been built with all this mental toughness content. It's got interviews with Jerry Rice and I, UFC champions, some of the top sports psychologists in the world. And then it brings in all of the content for advisors, the million dollar idea, the 1% language, prospecting language, what it takes to build a team inside of financial services, how to strategically grow and develop your team inside of financial services. And then there are two coaching videos for me every month. On the first of the month, there's an unrequired coaching video, the disciplines, the drive, the connection to the burn. And then on the 15th, there's a state of the industry video. And it's saying, hey, I've got a pulse on what's going on. Just like Frank, you can do a state of the industry video every month. I mean, these conversations really is your state of the industry for your followers. It's such a beautiful thing because we touch so many advisors in so many different places. We know the pulse of what's going on. So I'm sharing that insight once a month. And all of that is inside the academy. and 
you can certainly send out some information to your followers, a link to gain more access to it. But there's instant resources, free resources at thefinancialadvisoracademy.com. But I'm sure in the notes and from you, you could also send a link out for people to have access. Definitely. That was phenomenal. And I do think, which is why this whole topic sort of touched on me, which is why I was like, oh my God, I got to have you on my show. Because there's lots of coaches in the space and they're good. And I know a lot of them and I'm friends with a lot of them and they're good at sort of what advisors are doing all the time, the practice management side of it. But I do think the missing piece that I see more times than not is this piece, is this mental toughness piece. Because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, that's just for athletes. Oh, that's just for football players. It's just for whatever. But it's really missing in this piece. So that's why I was just, I had this burning desire to get you on because (laughs) this is one of the things that drives me and helps me. And one of the things that I bring to our clients is trying to add extra value in addition to helping them go to the right firm. It's can I affect their business long-term by adding some content to them and helping them with other things. And so this was really phenomenal. I hope all my listeners enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. It was great. Thank you. It's something I'm going to start listening. I'm going to keep listening to again. (laughs) I've been in the Financial Advisors Academy site for a while now, and there's some great content there that can also contact you or reach you at Instagram at Continued Fight. They can look you up on Financial Advisor Academy. What's your website? BenNewman.net is our regular website. So BenNewman.net. As always, everyone knows where to find us. Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. You can check me out on Instagram at franklarosa.elite. You can DM me. You can shoot me an email at frank at eliteconsultingpartners.com. Love to talk to you about any questions you might have. If you're looking for some coaching and development like Ben's bringing to the table, feel free to reach out to us. We'll get you connected and we'll start taking your business to the next level. But as always, thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to share. What I would love to see from my audience is Put in in the comments section what your burn is. Think about that. Do a little bit of homework. Put in what's your burn. Let me hear what your burn is. It might help connect with somebody else that's listening. And so we're all here to help each other. So with that said, as always, I love everybody that listens. Thank you very much. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, Head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.